Buenas tardes, everybody. This is episode four of the Food to Fitness podcast. We are your hosts, JJ Ambrose, Ryan Rupley, and myself, Adrian Anulao. Jeff Mesa is not with us uh, for this episode. He'll join us in the next one. Um, so we got a question here. Uh, it's about street fights. So let me let me just read the entire um, question. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on a few concepts, if you don't mind. If you were not concerned about competition and just opponents on the street, do you feel like you would want to get bigger to handle larger opponents? Or do you think you are at your ideal fighting weight, no matter the opponent? I'm just toying with this idea of an ideal fighting weight. Since getting bigger over the last two years, I feel like I can roll better with bigger boys. But I wonder if there is a point of diminishing returns. Such a cool topic. Great question. That was a question? Yeah. That was a question from somebody? Yeah. Amazing question. Whoever did that, thank you very much. Right. Um, I mean, so, like, there's so many ways to go about this. I mean, like, like, given my size right now, I'm built for a specific event. The event would be MMA, three five-minute rounds, five fives if it's a title fight versus an opponent that is roughly the same size as me i would low ball it if, I, if i'm light if i'm fighting at lightweight i would low ball it anywhere from five five to six feet there are some um, anomalies out there that are taller or shorter but average five five to six feet and they're gonna weigh walking weight anywhere from 175 to 190 195 yeah. at a higher size so I'm built specifically for that weight class. Now, if you were to take me and put me in the cage with an uh, opponent that's smaller or bigger, mm-hmm. it changes the dynamics of the situation. I don't think that I'm built to fight people that are necessarily that much bigger than me. I mean, because you have to think about all that muscle mass. And we're talking about a appear somebody that is training the same way that I am that's eating sleeping this sport when you compare that to the average male that that number changes right I mean because yeah. now we're talking we don't know if they're trained if they're <clears throat> 300 pounds six foot five or if they're you know they're doing like what, what, like bodybuilding style like think of like a, the average bodybuilder how they're built you know, right it's like six foot one right Ryan is that on Guam no not on not, oh, not Guam okay well, let's, let's say worldwide first yeah I would say worldwide the average and the best ones are probably going to be floating between 5'10 and 6'2 yeah especially for bodybuilders because the shorter you are the shorter your muscle belly is the more round you can get that's what I would say okay so I mean he was pertaining it to people that he was uh training with like he's able to roll with the bigger guys yeah um like when, when i roll with guys at the gym uh, we almost have like a code of ethics when it comes to jujitsu i mean you know that adrian right where we don't do um we don't know we don't go like 100 percent. we mm-hmm. go maybe 90 95 percent if we're jerks yeah but i always reserve that extra five percent like if i'm getting choked i'll grab one finger and rip it mm-hmm. right i mean that's that's like tournament style like i don't care if my opponent gets hurt or not like so, like 
survival type of thing. Right. Yeah. In a, or I'm not going to get tapped. I'm going to grab a finger or I'm going to oil check you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all bets are off when it's competition. But when you're in the gym, you're doing the 90% stuff. That means I'm not going to grab one digit at a time. And I may or may not oil check you depending on who you are. Right. So like we're basically like we're we have that intensity, but we're not tr- out there trying to hurt people. Right. Like we're it's it's controlled. So that's pertaining to the gym, but what I mean, what the heart of his question is, is general preparedness for the average person on the street. We're not talking Guam. We're just mm-hmm. we're. I mean, he's from the states, so we're basing it off the states. I'm assuming the average male is somewhere around six, six. feet now. Yeah, yeah. Feet, I would right? say probably maybe, six maybe to six four. Yeah, two hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I would say. Just a bit. So for me. I would want to put on a little bit of size um, if I was going to tackle the streets, whether I'm a police officer or, you know, just general defense of myself. um, I I would want to put on a little bit of size. I think I'm undersized if I'm trying to be able to take on anything that's out there. I gave you the average, you know, the 6'1", 200-pound average, but... You know, there, there's some big boys out there. There's a reason why there's a 250-pound, six-foot-four Samoan yeah. at the door at the door mm-hmm. at nightclubs. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a guy. You gotta be two some to do some. <laughs> you know, that's so true, though. I mean, yeah, I remember is. bouncing in Seal Beach. You know, in, um, when I was younger in my 20s, and you know, I'm five foot nine and 180 pounds. Nobody's afraid of me. Yeah. You know, like zero. I'm good at checking IDs and that's about it. Yeah. But for the most part, even guys my size are like, they're looking at me like, what's this guy going to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not a very intimidating stature uh, compared to like, you you know, I don't even know if it's a typical Samoan, but like there's some Samoans are like really big boys, like the Polynesian guys. Right. And and, you know, like they have, they have the intimidation factor on their side. Whereas I'm almost like, little man at that point right if, if i'm five foot nine standing at a door i'm almost like pfft. you know like a guy that's bigger than me is gonna try yeah. to swap me to the side yeah if, if anything like you're you're a snack yeah right yeah. so i mean generally speaking i'd want to put on some weight i'd want to look more like i wouldn't say be a bodybuilder i still want to be able to move well yeah but i'd still want to put on some size just for intimidation factor mm-hmm. and and honestly, if I do end up in a uh, confrontation on the street, that extra 10 pounds of muscle, you know, would really pay dividends. Right. Yeah. I do like where he threw in uh, diminishing diminishing returns because, you know, 20 pounds of muscle mass on my frame is, you know, that's when I start going towards the bodybuilder or powerlifter yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to start slowing down, fatiguing yeah. faster. So I think there is a sense of... Uh, diminishing returns depending on the frame obviously mm-hmm. because if i was six foot four putting on 20 pounds might make sense yeah. whereas if you put it on my frame that's it's massive yeah right so we say ideally if somebody wanted to be if we had to pick one body type as far as height as far as weight are we saying if you were somewhere between 510 and 62 and you're weighing somewhere between 200 and 220 that's probably going to be the sweet spot in order to handle combatives, looking the influential part as far as intimidation factor, but still having the cardiovascular abilities. Is that what I, you know, you get into fights on a regular basis. You do these things professionally, right? So how would you, 
what would you, cause that would be me. You'd be somewhere between five, 10 and six two, somewhere between 200 and 220. Your cardiovascular is there. Your muscles are definitely protruding and you have that factor. But what would you say is based off of your fighting, you know, cause I'm sure you've fought people that look Jack, you fought people that look lanky and you just underestimate that Jesus, the power that they have, you know, name, you know, some of the, what, for example, here you go. Your last fight, their title fight with Friedrich. Yeah. Bro, homie looked like he, first of all, he had weight yeah. on you yeah. and he looked like he was six, four, bro. Right. You know? So how did that come into play when you were fighting him? Well, no, I mean, that's exactly right. Cause he weighed in around 195 and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if he was six, four, but he was, he was tall. He was tall. Yeah. He was definitely tall when we stood, when we touched gloves, that was the first time that we actually saw each so, other. Oh, you know I mean? oh like I saw him in the back, but it's yeah, like, I but you couldn't, you're not, yeah, exactly. When we touched gloves, yeah. I was like, Oh God, here we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would rather be his size, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that would have been amazing. I would have much rather been in his corner with my skill, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but like, again, given like the street confrontation, that's what we're, we're talking about. We're not talking about the cage. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I think right. about street confrontation, I think about like the size being a factor. I don't necessarily uh, rate cardio being that big of a deal. Because, really? Well, I mean, consider street fights. How long do they really last? I mean, you've seen World Star videos. I mean, yeah. they're 30 seconds to yeah. a minute 30 tops. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I might be gassed out at a minute 30, but I'm going to crack you a couple times, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that cardio may be a little bit overrated. I mean, oh. to a degree. Yeah. I, I just don't, I wouldn't rate it as high as speed. Uh, uh, like ex- right? I mean, explosiveness. Speed, ex- explosiveness. I feel like um, in street fights, since you know there's such a short um, time period, like like you said, thirty seconds to a minute and a half tops. It's like some if somebody had like these like just you know this fast explosive fast twitch muscles, you know they would probably have an advantage. Massive right? advantage. Just I mean, like just popping people's you know throwing right. hooks and like light right. speed, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what we didn't, you know, like what he probably should have thrown in there uh, with the question is, what's the most important martial art for yeah. a one-on-one street fight? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, that would be wrestling. I, I want to be able to control my guy regardless of what size he is. Right. I mean, yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to hurt anybody out there. And, you know, like I might smash my hand without a glove. You know, if I, if I punch someone in the jaw, mm. who knows what's going to happen to my hand. But if I could double leg someone, get on top of them, I mean, I could just control throw short, them. Yeah. short elbows or yeah. control them. I, I think that would be like, like the get dominant. on mount, neon belly. Yeah. Right. Have you ever seen a clip of Matt Sarah just like? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. On exactly. Mount, like, yeah. He, he would just. He wasn't. He Calm was, down, bro. Calm down, yeah, bro. Yeah. He had it mounted. <laughs> Didn't he have like a triangle on? Yeah. Mount, yeah. Mounted triangle. Yeah. Something like that. And like that, he, that he was wasn't. Sick. He wasn't like punching him or anything. He was just. He could have. Right. He could have. Yeah. Totally could have. Could have like just cracked that guy. But then he was just subduing him until somebody you know authorities came or yeah. whatever so yeah. i mean like one-on-one wrestling would be great for me i don't i don't necessarily think bjj because when you think bjj you think about the guys sitting on their butts and butt scooting you know like yeah. the stuff you're into yeah <laughs> like oh hey you, hey can you put this outfit on real quick so i have my grips and my lasso. put on his gear real quick i need yeah. the hooks and lasso just so i can do this yeah. I, Sorry, bro. I only do what's it called? Spider guard. Spider. I only yeah. open guard, bro. I'm gonna need, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need your sleeves real quick. <laughs> so, but 
what about like in a melee when there's like you know like a group fight? There's like a group of guys surrounding you. Man, that's, man, that's when you just put your hands out and you just spin in a helicopter, yeah, bro. Yes. You hope to tag whoever you can. Style, right? Yeah, right, yeah. it's like it's it's one thing if it's one on one, you can wrestle somebody one on one. Yeah, but you can't wrestle like three people all no. at once because you no. you'll take one guy down and then you look behind you. Some guys run into you and just cracks yeah. and just sucker punches you. So yeah. like it's a whole different dynamic if it's like other yeah. people are involved too. No, that's so true. I mean, like that's why like I think like boxing or Muay Thai would be like a really good like, you know, like uh, distance control when there's there that go. many people. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I mean, because when you're wrestling, you want to get in as close as possible as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. But with Muay Thai, you know, keeping your distance is kind of like the way. Yeah. You know? So like uh, you, it, even it, like using yeah, your 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 legs because they're you know they're longer than your arms so you right. keep distance like you know, push kicks legs and, and elbows stuff. you know I yeah. mean like so I would say boxing like they generally have better you know punches but yeah. you know they don't take full use of their legs or their elbows like the other limbs right so I I would love to be like a professional Muay Thai fighter if I was gonna enter a melee yeah yeah it makes, yeah. It makes sense me- yeah melee for you people out there. Like, you know, like riot, like there's yeah. more than one opponent at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, coming, going back to you thinking, I didn't think about that. Right. Thinking about if, if it was just a street fight match, one versus one, you'd rather have the wrestling. And just, I was just watching some stuff with the Islam Oliveira fight coming up and Islam they were, you know, they were just questioning like, Hey Islam, you got your Dagestani wrestling you know, how do you think it's going to fare with Charles and his stand-up, Charles and his jiu-jitsu? And he was very just confident, like, ah, oh, no, you know, we're going to come and show the world that Dagestani wrestling is paramount as the number one sport in order to get you into MMA. So, we'll, you know, that theory will be tested in the upcoming weeks that the fight comes I just, up. I just don't think that anybody, like, that is good in MMA actually does one thing anymore. That's I mean, true. It's very... Few and far between, right? I mean, like Ryan Hall is probably one of the only guys that goes out there and, hey, I'm gonna drop for your ankle, yeah, for jujitsu, right? But I mean, I just think gone are the days of style versus style. It's like, especially like with how the sport has evolved, because like instead of, like you said, like it's not so much style versus style. It's like, um, are you complete as a fighter? I guess you know to handle anything that any comes position, your way. Yeah, right? because like, um, I guess. I, I was listening to this one podcast. Um, it was it was an MMA podcast. They were they were saying how um, nowadays um, kids are not specifically training for like oh just jits or just boxing or stand. They're specifically training for, for MMA. Yeah, like MMA as an entire right. They're not going to like a boxing gym and just boxing. Yeah, yeah. they're going to like an MMA school. Yeah, yeah. and learning MMA like everything, all right. the aspects, all, all in one. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of pros and cons to that style of training. I definitely, like, I'm very grateful that I wrestled in high school because the fighter, finer nuances of, like, you know, like, double A, yeah. as simple as it seems, there's a lot of details behind it and the repetitions that you get in the wrestling room. You can't really emulate when you're doing uh, MMA-style mm-hmm. training. Uh, I mean, and the same thing, like if we go down to Brazil and we put on a gi, the way they train jujitsu down there versus what I would do in an MMA room, it's just not the same. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be totally different. And even worse is, you know, like we go into a boxing gym and they'll they'll show you that your hands are trash. Yeah. Like quick, like they, they will drop you with the body shot 
you know, I mean, in MMA, we don't like duck our head below our waist, you know, like, I don't mm. even know, or Philly shells. I mean, there's so yeah. so many different mm. styles. Like all of, these like nuances when it comes to like just boxing alone. Right. It's kind of like how um, when Mayweather fought Conor McGregor, it's like you have a pure boxer versus like an MMA fighter. Like, I mean, yeah. And everybody would rate Conor McGregor's stand up his hands as good, right? For MMA. For MMA. But against a boxer, it's, you know. Right. That, that's like saying, I'm a fast runner for CrossFit. Yeah. But I am a trash runner if I step on the track with yeah. a track athlete, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, that's, they train specifically for that one style. So, like, they'll have all these nuances and details. Nice. They all down pat like a science, you know. So, like, with MMA, you're just, like, okay at everything. Yeah, so you're kind of like <laughs> jack of all trades, master of none type uh, of thing. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the with concentrations. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, okay. Don't get me wrong, there are some really good jujitsu practitioners yeah. Yeah, that enter MMA, mm-hmm. yeah. but for the most part, they're not going out there and winning worlds. I yeah, mean, or they're not winning world titles in MMA. Yeah, like yeah. Andre Gabeo had. Uh, he had an MMA career too, right? Yeah. Early on. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah Andre Gabeo oh. had an MMA career. Yeah, and uh, he was a world champion jujitsu practitioner yeah. right but he wasn't winning a uh, world title in mma as well yeah because i think he if i build if i'm not mistaken i think he fought in pride in pride uh, yeah way back when yeah Hold but on. going back right so even going back to the question so are we saying that if we had somebody that was sitting between okay i'm 510 right now yep i'm 510 I come in at about 178, 182 pounds. I'm waking up at. What should I be focused on weighing in at as far as I want to be ready for a street fight? Should I, if I'm sitting at 178 to 182 and I'm 5'10 and I'm a male and I'm sitting at 10 to 12% body fat, do I lift more weights and get more jack? Do I focus on running marathons so I have the cardio? Do I throw everything away, put on the singlet and go and do wrestling. What, what would you say based off? I know, and I know it's hard, right? Because it's like, there's so much other factors, but if somebody said gun to your head, what do I need to do? Boom, go. What are you saying? Man, I would definitely say that you need to spend a lot more time at a boxing gym. Um, not necessarily sparring because you're going to take time off, time off of your lifespan doing that. Yeah. And, and even wrestling to a certain degree. I mean, you, you take some pretty good shots, you know, It'll warp your body pretty good. I mean, look at like, look at any decent coach that used to wrestle, and you'll see they have like kind of this the hunched shoulders, their spines a little bit yeah. twisted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, their fingers are all mangled. Yeah. I mean, wrestling is a brutal, rough sport. I mean, we always talk about the ears being jacked up, but you know, look at the rest of their body: yeah. their knees, ankles, everything is beat up. But I mean, just for general preparedness for any situation, I, I think wrestling a couple times a week and going to a boxing specific gym would make you pretty street ready, pretty street ready. I would say I, I wouldn't even say go to an MMA gym. I think that's not necessarily a good idea. Learning rules is bad. I'll never forget um. this. I was 18 and I was fighting a guy. I'm on top of him, knee on belly, about to show him all the MMA stuff that I learned. And he reaches up and he fish hooks me. Wow. <laughs> and I froze in time. Like, hey, man, <laughs> you're cheating. <laughs> I just literally, I froze. And 
And he said, get off me. And I said, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I don't know if you call that a win or call that a stalemate. <laughs> don't learn MMA rules for the street. Yeah. Um, just to interject there, one of our really good friends, Larry Marsala. Marsala. Yeah. Marsala also started his own SOC P program where he's, um, he's training people in combatives and how to deal with aggressive um, assailants or how to deal with people that have knives and guns and I think if if anybody's out there listening and wants to and wants to really be street ready I'm going to say go and check out stop by Steel Athletics and, and ask them to talk about uh, the program with Larry because I, I've seen some of the trainings that Larry's been doing and it's just man it's it's great stuff that we would never right. expect because there's so much trash on Instagram there's so many guys making a living off of just selling wolf tickets essentially yeah. just horrible techniques where you know like they have a gun in front of you and they're they're showing you how to turn it around. oh dude, I, I laugh I laugh so hard you ever see those ones where they're like the the instructor goes to show them like all right somebody's got a gun to your face this is what you do you grab them like this da 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 and somebody recreates the videos but then and they end up in heaven real fast before yeah, it's, exactly. it's like, ah, okay, here, here I am. That's exactly true. And Larry had me like testing some stuff on with him. He wasn't showing me moves. He didn't show me a single move. And that's what I appreciated. It was just scenarios. I love yeah. the scenarios we went through. And I'm going to be honest, I got my ass kicked a lot of the times. You know, he has like this knife and gun rig on his belt. You know, like how, uh, you know, like military or police officers should you know, their basic yeah. kit, essentially. And he was able to uh, basically put me down or... Subdue you. Subdue yeah. me in different situations. Neutralize where, you. You know, like I'm going Attack. for his gun or I'm going for his knife. And he was put me in, putting me in positions where I couldn't do anything. And most of the time, I, I would probably say 60-40, I died. Yeah. So. And 60-40, this is JJ. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, this I... Is- I when walking into this, I'm like, Larry, I'm going to fuck you up today. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're a purple belt. I have 50 plus fights. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to mess you up. And he did really well. I, I was shocked at what a difference and what an equalizer a weapon makes. Man. And that, that you know, that whether would, I had it or not, whether I had yeah. the gun or the knife, we, you know, like we, we traded scenarios every single time. Yeah. You go, I go. And it's going through the same thing, right? Don't go into the MMA to learn how to street fight because of the rules. Like, when I sit there and I watch Larry and, and how he's explaining it to his clients, man, they make complete sense because he goes over. He's like, okay, if you were doing jujitsu, the normal way to do this is you're going to grab this hand to do this. However, if the person has a knife, that does not make sense to grab this hand. Yeah. So in that, in that sense, if you had some jujitsu knowledge and you're trying to fight somebody that has a knife, those jujitsu moves won't necessarily work on that person. That, that's so true. I mean, think about like a rear naked choke. If a guy has a knife or has yeah. any kind of weapon, man, he's tearing your arm off. I yeah. Mean, your, yep. your arm is going to be shredded. Yeah. So like what you can choke that guy. Out. Like that's another element that um, you got to take into account. Because I know in the question, um, they said street fight. You know, yeah. what kind of street fight? They, what do they have weapons? When you bring like a knife in it or like somebody pulls out a gun, like... You know, what do you do? And that's yeah. when the negotiation tactics like, come out. Like, right? hey, man, hey. my wallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly what it is, right? Like, you know, JJ being a professional MMA fighter and we represent still athletics and we have all these things and he has experience. 
if if you there's a potential you're getting into a street fight, the best thing to do is walk away. Yeah. Like, bro, there's your life, especially if you have more to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got stuff to lose. You got a family. You got a job. You got this. Something comes up for a street fight. Go ahead and walk away. 100%. Yeah. Like, listen, this is me saying this. I feel like I'm the apex male on Guam. Like, there's going to be like 50 guys that could contest with me on uh-huh. Guam. There's, I mean, some MMA fighters out there probably think they could beat me up. Yeah. But I'm just going to say that I'm one of the toughest people on Guam. And if somebody pulled a knife or a gun, I would be the first one to go down on my knees or hand over my wallet. Yeah. Like, you can have this uncontested. You're the champ. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Simple. That, that's a whole different... It's a whole different ball yeah. game at, yeah. at that point. Street fighting, you know, like, I'm going to have to weigh some pros and cons. But for the most part, if you have a gun, my wallet is yours. yours. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. So... Um, anything you guys would like to add before we wrap up this episode of the podcast? I do. And yes. just so it's documented, I think that there's the conversation that we had would lead into another great topic, especially with us ending with Larry and the whole sock pee. Yep. Uh, I think that is a very big topic that needs to be discussed as far as the fitness of our peace officers on Guam, mm. right? Nothing against them. I, you know, very grateful for the stuff that happens and what they do for us. Yep. And, you know, the, just the other day I had an issue. We had to, you know, get GPD involved and they were there on the dot and, you know, affirm, you know, confirmed everything that we needed to happen. Mm-hmm. They were very, uh, you know, patient with us and working with us. But I do think that it is a an important issue that needs to be addressed, and I hope nobody takes it as a negative way. We're mm-hmm. here to spread the knowledge. We're here to provide opportunities. I mean, I'm sure at any point in time, if if any of the peace officer organizations, such as Customs or GPD or whatever, right. if they got a hold of us over at Still and wanted to do something, it'd be easily a automatic yes whatever you need we're going to try to figure out a way to help yeah. you guys out you you support us in our community we're trying to support you guys back um so i do want to say that'd be a good future topic to, to discuss mm-hmm. number two is i did also want to say just a huge shout out to the women's futsal for guam i think it was our first international challenge over in the philippines i want to say with ross awa as the head coach I have some friends and some some clients that are in that team, and just that's big congratulations for Guam, uh, and I I believe that we did win that first match. So I think you know, uh, more sports, more opportunity for our island's youth to, to say, hey, okay, now we have futsal, women's futsal that people can start training for and giving another avenue for exercise. I'm all for it. I'm all right. behind it. So congratulations to Ross and the whole women's futsal team. Congratulations to them. Boom. All right. Also, so be, let's um, end this with some rapid fire questions. Uh, Ryan, what is your favorite word? Man, I don't know. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the same shoe. I don't know. What do I say? I think I think what you should do is, Ryan, what's JJ's favorite word okay. or what's Jeff's favorite word? Okay. Ryan, what's JJ's favorite word? I don't know. You put me on the spot and I got to think about it because I like to come up with good ones. Ryan says automatic a lot. I say boom a lot because it's like it's an end all for everything. Doesn't matter yeah. what the situation. Boom. Easy. Seems to. JJ's is easy. It's either easy. easy. Hey, bud. Yeah. Hey, bud. You say yeah. bud a lot. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Everybody's bud to you. Yeah. yeah. You guys are all my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I use bud a lot if I don't know people's name or if I am not thinking clearly. I'll just say bud. It's just. I don't know. 
It's synonymous. It's kind of like, hey, dude. Par. Hey, yeah, par. Kinda, hey, par. Uh, yeah. No, par. I reserve <laughs> I reserve par for special people. For Luther. Luther. Shout, shout out to Luther. Special people. No, Luther. there's also a guy in the uh, the kids' class. Yeah. The DJ kids' class. The dad. has a shirt that says something par. Hey, par. It says, says hey, par. Yeah. Par. <laughs> you got to Shout out to him, too. Yeah. Okay, next question. Um, What is your favorite holiday movie? Nah, I don't really like watching movies, bro. Well, I yeah. don't. Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Uh, too easy. All right, Ralphie. No, I don't like watch movies. Like Hall- if, any if Halloween it, movie. I I am I am a B word, bro. I do not like scary movies at all. Oh, okay. So I'm I skip the whole Halloween. I jump straight to Christmas. Give me the food. Give me the candy, and it'd be probably Home Alone. Oh no 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 oh, no 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 not Home Alone. Great. Yo, what is the one where the dad? Like strings up all the lights on the house and it never gets to work. Oh, Christmas! Uh, oh. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's yeah, Christmas I think I think that's the one that where the guy, the dad's Chevy name is like Garth Chevy or something Chase. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Chevy Chase. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what is it, man? See, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, that one. We we we, we probably Griswolds. Griswolds. There, there we go. go. Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. That's the name. Yes, that there probably that one. Okay. Next question. Do you vote in local elections regularly? Yes, I do. I haven't voted since 2012 uh, when Eddie Cowboy ran, and that was only because my mother-in-law asked me. Mm, okay. Next question. A night out or a night in? In my life right now, yeah. I, any chance I get to stay home, I'm home, bro. Bro, we work so much now, you know, uh, with the different businesses that we're running at the moment. Um, man, night in. I, I love um, spending time with my kids. All right. That's fair. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? Potato salad. And that's for any occasion, bro. Any occasion. And it better be a good potato salad. There better be good amounts of egg in there, pimentos. The potatoes need to be a good size, not mm. huge chunks, not too small. I do like relish. I do not like carrots in it, people. Keep the carrots out. Black olives is fine. Uh, the potato salad is really underrated, man. Huh? It's underrated. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I hate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has the worst food. I, like, it, people are always like, oh, my turkey is better. Yuck. It's so good. Yuck. Yada, yada. Your turkey sucks. Yeah. <laughs> turkey sucks. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law made uh, Cornish game hens one year. Ooh. I, I was like, dude, I'll take this over Ooh. turkey any day of the week. Prime ribs good if they have it, but usually it's just turkey, mashed potatoes, yeah. stuffing, cranberry. Or, you know, typical white people fare yeah. that I don't like. The pilgrim yeah. stuff. Stove top. Yeah. Straight up dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad makes some bomb ass stuffing though. My dad puts up different types of meats and shit Galactus. there. It's amazing. Hell yeah. Right. Potato salad still. All right, guys. That uh, concludes this episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to drop your questions on the Spotify um, area where you can do the little Q&A so you can do the replies there. Whatever you want us to cover in a future episode, drop it down there. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Shoot. Shoot.